You know who doesn't get enough respect for the Florida Gators in 2023? The transfer portal class. But we are going to give them their respect here today on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown to get started. Happy Wednesday. Um, hey, uh, I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with whole nine sports, Giants country and NFL 33. And like I mentioned, I think that the transfer portal class doesn't get enough love. Specifically, I'm talking about three people that we're going to talk about today. But I think that the transfer portal class as a unit doesn't get enough love. And it makes sense because, you know, they're not the transfer portal departures that make us go, the sky is falling. No, they're not the high school kids that come in and go, oh my goodness, for the next three to four years, you're going to be a dog for the Gators. No, they're not them. They're the guys that come in and it's like, hey, you do a year or two, you do your time, you get in, you get out, you go to the NFL, hopefully, and and that's that, which is kind of fair. I, I think that's a fair approach to take with the transfer portal because, again, you know, when you go through high school recruiting, like, let's say... Aiden Mizell, for example. We talked about Aiden Mizell for so long before he was actually committed to the Florida Gators. And then we kept talking about him until he signed his letter of intent. And that makes sense because you spend so much time talking about these kids, emotionally investing in these kids. And with the transfer portal, it's like, hey, I hit the portal three weeks later. I I have my new school. I don't have time to get to learn these kids, all that. So I understand it. But there are three guys that we need to talk about, and I think Graham Mertz is the first one. Because it's not even a matter of, this is the most important position. He's the best one to come in. He's the guy that's supposed to stabilize this program right now. Yeah, Jack Miller III is competing with him for the starting quarterback job. But for this episode, we're going to work under the assumption that Graham Mertz is QB1. Because we should work under that assumption. I want, I want to make that clear. We should work under that assumption that Graham Mertz right now is the favorite to be the starting quarterback. Like if this was betting, we'd be like, yeah, Graham Mertz is probably, you know, minus 250. And Jack Miller's like plus 170, we'll say. So it's not impossible for Jack Miller to get the starting spot. It's not even that improbable. It's just the most probable scenario is Graham Mertz is quarterback one. That's why he he deserves that love because he is, I mean, yeah, he is the most important transfer. He is, I don't believe he's the most talented transfer in this class, but he is the most important transfer because he has, first of all, plays quarterback. So it is the most important position. He's coming in to stabilize this program where, you know, you had Kyle Trask in 2020, great starting quarterback for the college, for the Florida Gators in that college season that was just ridiculous with all the COVID stuff going on. Then you had Emory Jones, who not great, Bob, 
then you had Anthony Richardson, who was not great, Bob. But now you have someone who, <laughs> Graham Mertz, has been not great, Bob. But he is hopefully <laughs> going to be great, Bob. Um, he, he is hopefully going to come into this program and be much improved compared to what we saw from him in Madison, Wisconsin, as a starting quarterback for the Wisconsin Badgers. And he is going to come in and, again, work this offense, operate this offense. I talked about this the other day where him having legitimate experience working under center is too overlooked because he gives you that versatility of working out of the pistol, out of the shotgun and under center and working under center. You can have a lot of fun working under center. You can, you can truly have a lot of fun working under center because it also allows you to hide the football a little bit. I know that we always, and by we, I mean, Florida Gators fans, myself included, not all fans, but some fans talk about, you don't want the quarterback with his back turned to the, to the defense. You don't want that. Sometimes you do because it does help you hide the football a bit, especially when you have an offense where they like to use pre-snap motion, specifically jet motion, not really orbiting around the back of the running back, uh, not really doing return arrow type stuff. But when you're running that jet sweep motion, if you snap the ball at the right time, let's say when the receivers by the tight end or the right tackle, assuming he's coming from the right side and he's going to the left side, if you snap the ball at the right time, you turn your back and guess what? You turn your back. You've got the receiver right behind the quarterback. You've got the running back coming up into the lane and you can, obviously you can't make the decision, not that they're predetermined, but you can kind of figure out and confuse the defense a bit because it's, well, does this receiver have the ball going wide? Does the running back have the ball going up the middle or wide to the other side? Does the quarterback have the ball and it's a play fake and he, and he's running or he's got the option to throw the football. So you get to add all that when you work under center, you can do a lot of that from pistol as well. It's just easier to hide when you're working under center. And I think that he's the QB here. This is the first time that the Florida Gators are going to see Billy Napier, starting a quarterback in Gainesville that he brought in. That's one of the reasons it makes Graham Mertz so important that Anthony Richardson was here. The expectation going you know, into last year was that Jalen Kitna would develop and become the starting quarterback this year. Obviously, he's not here because he's stupid and disgusting. So you've got Anthony Richardson was supposed to be, or Anthony Richardson was here. He's a Dan Mullen commit. You've got... Jalen Kitna was here and was supposed to be the 2023 guy. Dan Mullen commit. You've got Jack Miller that came into the transfer portal but hasn't started the game outside of that bowl game, which, again, we give him, uh, you know, that's out of mind. That, that's burn the tape. It's useless. So this year, whether it's any QB, really, if it's Graham Mertz, Napier brought him in. If it's Jack Miller the third. Napier brought him in. If it's Max Brown, Napier brought him in. The important part of this is that this is the best evaluation tool, or this season is way more valuable as far as evaluation goes from Billy Napier from last season, because this is Billy's guy. This is who Billy picked. This isn't, I'm here with Anthony Richardson. He's a bad passer right now, but his ceiling's insane, so we have to start him. He's a Gainesville kid. Everyone loves him already. The crowd will riot if he's not the starting QB. No, this is Billy Napier evaluated Graham Mertz. Billy Napier evaluated Jack Miller III. Billy Napier evaluated Max Brown. Whoever starts, again, it's almost, it's most likely going to be Graham Mertz. 
that is Billy Napier's true test of him evaluating quarterbacks, of him being able to use the quarterback that fits his style. Graham Mertz is the most important transfer portal ad, not just because he plays quarterback. He is the most important transfer portal ad for the Florida Gators because he plays quarterback and Billy Napier picked him to play quarterback. Graham Mertz does deserve his flowers, by the way. I will, I will die on the hill that he is going to be better this year than he ever was in Madison, Wisconsin. Not that he necessarily significantly improved, but that he has a, a better opportunity to find success. He's got better weapons than he ever had. Even if you're not high on the pass catchers, he's got better weapons than he ever had. Running back, I mean, he, he had Allen, Braylon Allen last year, who's sick, but I'd rather have two great running backs than one that we're just going to run to the wheels fall off. You've got, we'll say, uh, potentially better offensive line. Wisconsin usually has a good offensive line, but this is Graham Roach make or break year here. Like, you got to show it, because if you don't show it and you're like, oh, I have another year of college, you got DJ Lagway hot on your tail. So you better clean it up. But I'm, that's, that's where I'll stand on that. But we are about to stick with the offensive side of the ball to talk about yet another transfer portal ad that I love. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook. And now's the perfect time to download it with March Madness starting, like I said, through the conference tournaments. They've been giving out these 25% college basketball boosts. I'm expecting them to do the same thing for March Madness. I don't know it definitively. But I'm expecting it. They also have a beat the bracket bonus bet. So if you bet on it and you miss, then you get your money back, essentially. So they, they've been doing their thing, and I've been doing my thing. I've been making money, money on them. The NBA, De'Aaron Fox, thank you so much. Josh Okuji, Okuji, I think it's how it's pronounced on the Phoenix Suns. I don't watch the Suns. I'm not going to pretend to, but I bet on them. Um Hit two threes for me the other night, so thank you very much. He shot two for five, so that was great. Um, but don't miss your chance. Get a no-sweat first bet, by the way, up to $1,000 in bonus bets on your first bet. FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Thanks again for making Locked Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And like I said, we're sticking on the offensive side of the ball here for, for a few minutes to talk about Micah Mizuka which is how it's pronounced. It's spelled Mazkua, but it's pronounced Mazuka. And I think that he is somewhat overlooked primarily because he's an interior offensive lineman. And, and that's what people like to do with interior offensive linemen. They like to say, you don't invest in guard. Guards don't matter. Guards, blah, 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 blah. No, <laughs> Micah Mazuka is a very important player here, especially because he is going to be tasked with replacing the best guard in the country in 2022, the best guard in the 2023 NFL draft, an all-American guard in 2022 in Osiris Torrance. He's going to be tasked with replacing Saibo, and that's a damn near impossible mission because Osiris Torrance, we'll say according to Pro Football Focus, was the best guard in the country in 2022. It's hard to replace the best. But I mean... In an ideal world, if you lose the best, you can replace them with the second best, which is exactly what Billy Napier, Rob Sale, Darnell Stapleton, and staff did. 
Micah Mizuka, according to Micah Mizuka, according to Pro Football Focus in 2022, was the second best guard in the country. So you lost the best guard in the country. You go out and get the second best guard in the country, and you kind of limit that. Like you, you limit that drop off, which is huge. And who knows? Maybe Micah Mizuka, maybe Micah Mizuka can get even better. And another All American guard season, maybe. I, I don't. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but. It's entirely possible, but it's also important for Mike Mizuka because this is an offensive line that just has gone over, gone through so much turnover this season. Like we knew there'd be a lot of turnover on this roster, but going into this off season, myself, and I think most Gators fans were going into this off season under the impression of, yes, you've lost Osiris Torrance, but you've got Michael Tarkman. You've got Ethan White. You've got Austin Barber. You've got Kingsley Aguakan. I'm not high on. Everybody knows that. But you've got a guy that's a returning experienced starter at center coming in. That's huge. You're losing two guys, really. And it was or one guy, really, because it was just Osiris Torrance and Richard Garage. But Richard Garage, we were already like, all right, Austin Barber's replacing him. So you lost one guy that was a significant starter of your top or a significant player from your top six offensive linemen. Like, O-line's going to be stacked again. And then Michael Tarquin hit the transfer portal. Ethan White hit the transfer portal. And, of course, Osiris Torrance and Richard Garage go to the NFL draft. So now you've got to replace multiple spots. You've got to replace both guards and one tackle spot. And that's why Micah Mazuka coming into Gainesville is a huge stabilizing effect. And, and I feel, I'm realizing now, that's the trend here. Even the third segment, it's going to be about stabilizing. So that's that's the trend in this transfer portal. The Florida Gators are grabbing stabilizing football players for this program that does need to be stabilized. So you brought in Micah Mizuka, and he's instantly your best offensive lineman. I love Austin Barber. Micah Mizuka is the best offensive lineman on the team, second best guard in the country, like I said. You instantly replace the best guard in the country. So now, Micah Mizuka, congrats. You're the best guard in the country returning. Congrats. And you bring in someone who is very versatile as a blocker. You got run blocking, pass blocking. He can block power. He can block wide zone. He can do all of these things that you're going to ask a guard to do because I understand saying guards don't matter. You don't invest in guards. They're they're the running backs of the offensive line. You can find them. And if they're not great, you can still make do with them. I understand that. But this is an offense that is going to have a lot of requests for their guards and a lot of responsibility put on their guards. And so that's a very important part to look at them and say, okay, Micah Mizuga, you're coming in and you're expected to immediately be great, not good, great. And and so for Micah Mizuga to come in and stabilize this offensive line that was supposed to be a strength and has now undergone so much, an unimpressive amount of turnover, for Micah Mazuka, that, that's a huge win if you come in and you live up to those expectations. So Micah Mazuka, you are a massive transfer portal ad where think about this offensive line, how we're talking about them if he doesn't come here. We're talking about Damian George, who is rotational. We're talking about Keonta Goodwin, who is completely unproven. We're talking about Kingsley Aguakin, who is average at best. Talking about Austin Barber, who was good in his limited snaps. We'll see how he does season long. And this is just completely different because now you can at least look at this offensive line 
and no matter what combination you put out there, Micah Bazooka is going to be starting. And you can say, all right, at least we have one guy that we know is really good and proven. Austin Barber, we know is really good. It's a matter of him being proven. Or at least I know he's really good. It's a matter of him being proven. So that's the one guy you've got. Imagine if he's not here, how you feel about the offensive line. Because wouldn't be great, would it? That's what I'm talking about. We're about to flip to the defensive side of the football. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free reviews in the podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, uh, comment, review, do whatever it is you want to do. Join the Lockdown Gators Discord. The link is in the description below. And now we've got one defensive transfer that we're going to talk about as an incredibly important part, and it's Taraja Mitchell. And I understand. I want Derek Wingo to be the starting Mike linebacker. I don't care necessarily who's starting because whether it's Taraja Mitchell or Derek Wingo, they are almost definitely going to be the two players that play Mike the most. And they're going to be the two players that rotate pretty frequently. I think that's one of the reasons that Florida went out and brought in Taraja Mitchell and Deuce Spurlock and Manny Nunnery because they wanted to add to a linebacker room that's already pretty young. And now you've got at Mike, Taraja Mitchell, Derek Wingo, Scooby Williams. At Will, you've got Shamar James, Manny Nunnery, you've got Deuce Spurlock, and you can throw Jaden Robinson in there as your fourth Will linebacker. So now you've got bodies that you're comfortable with, where last season you had to run Ventrell into the ground on a broken foot, and Amari Bernie played a ton because they weren't super comfortable with the depth. Shamar James did play very well. But Derek Wingo and Scooby Williams never really had enough time to get into a rhythm and a flow where they can do that this year because they're going to be playing more frequently. But for Taraja Mitchell, it's not really even about his physical play. It's about the mental part of the game for Taraja Mitchell. Because Taraja Mitchell, mentality-wise, is an IQ player that can identify gaps, identify where the ball is going and attack it. And that is so overlooked. Like you don't know how good you have it until you have someone there who's bad at it. Like let's talk about 2021. Ventra Muller gets hurt incredibly early in the season, misses the season. And then you've got just a, a mess there with Mama Diabate. And you look at the LSU game and how many times they ran counter trap. I think it was like 14 times for 200 yards. They ran one play. It was insane. It was impressive that they did it consistently and it worked every time, but it was insane. So having someone with that IQ and that diagnosing ability is important. And having Taraja Mitchell there is also very important because he can help Derek Wingo get up to speed. He can help Shamar James get up to speed. He can help Deuce Spurlock get up to speed, get up to speed. Uh, Scooby Williams, Jaden Robinson, he can help everybody there. And we're, we're not going to replace Ben Trout Miller in 2023. I think most of us Gators fans know you can't successfully replace Ben Trout Miller in 2023 because Ben Trout Miller at his heart is as Gator as it gets. So it's pretty damn near impossible to replace that. However, you can do your best by adding a player with a similar skill set to Ben Trout Miller and also to Roger Mitchell, one of my things when watching his old tape was I love how quick of a trigger he has. Like, he's just like, oh, a ball, get it. Like, like, he just does a great job of that. 
putting him in a defense with Austin Armstrong, who's already a linebacker's guy, and is going to say, hey, you're going to trigger down a lot quicker. That's a match made in heaven for Taraja Mitchell. So Taraja Mitchell coming to the Florida Gators is huge because IQ-wise, he's, I, I truly believe instantly, he's the highest IQ player on this team based on what I've seen from everybody that's in that linebacker room. Sorry, yeah. Highest IQ player on that in that linebacking room. So based on what I've seen, he's the guy that I think of. Diagnosing the play, he can do it. He can do all the inten- the intangibles, and he is a good run defender, which is what Florida desperately, desperately needs. So bringing in Taraja Mitchell is a massive, again, stabilizing presence in that linebacker room that has also undergone a ton of turnover this offseason. So adding in Taraja Mitchell there is just huge to get this team back on track, hopefully get this defense on track, which they desperately need to do. And Taraja Mitchell is the guy to do it. So when you look at the transfer portal, I get it. They're considered, you know, used toys, we'll say. Show them some love because they deserve every single bit of it. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. So we'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football. Now, for Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, and NFL 33. And I will see you all tomorrow.